You're listening to Confidently She. I'm your host and body image coach, Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help you find your voice, embrace your body, and become the most confident version of you. Take a deep breath, because this could be the beginning of the rest of your life. All right. Hello, hello. We are in season four. We're in season four, which this podcast has been in my life since 2017. It has lasted through relationships, through moves, through sickness and in health, (laughs) through sickness and in health, till death do us part. I am here on this mic talking to you through the lens of Confidently She and we're into season four. So welcome. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you're here. To start off this season, I wanted to share how to build a positive body image using my own personal story. Because a lot of times people get this wrong when they think about what a positive body image looks like or what different wins you can even have like what am I trying to achieve and what does progress look like and what's the what's the end goal because if you don't have the end goal it's really hard to track your progress and if you can't track your progress you don't know when to feel good about how far you've come and all that so before we get into it I want to share a couple exciting opportunities that have started with this new season of Confidently She. I am opening the podcast to sponsors. I'm sure you have heard the podcast sponsor of Spotify for Podcasters, which is my only ad source right now. But if you have a business, if you have an event, if you have anything that you want to get in front of an audience, you can reach out to me about sponsoring an episode or a few episodes of the podcast, which is great. I'm excited to support things that I believe in, things that you are doing, and it's great to earn a living doing something you love, and that helps me earn a living doing something I love. So I am open to advertisements on the podcast starting in season four. That is exciting. What else is exciting is I now have regular one-on-one coaching spots available through my body image breakthrough sessions or body confidence breakthrough sessions. Those are full days of interactive, unlimited voice notes between you and I working on really getting you a breakthrough in how you view your body so that you can apply what we work through together on your relationship going forward. It's a great way to gain momentum. And I'm really excited to be offering that on a consistent basis because it has been very well received. So we're going to be moving forward, offering that as well. And another exciting thing happening, the Body Image Solution book, my book that I released on Amazon is going to be included in a self-care subscription box in June. So this is exciting because over 900 women are going to get a copy of the Body Image Solution in June, and I'm excited to welcome them into the Confidently She world. But if you haven't gotten the book yet and you want a chance to get the book through this really great self-care subscription box, go to Passion and Growth, check them out. You can subscribe to get your first box delivered in June, and my book is going to be featured in that subscription box, which is really great. 
Shout out to Passion and Growth for including me in this box. I think it's going to be such a great thing to, to have for the summertime. It's perfect. So that is an exciting thing that's happening as well. And also really excited to see everyone who ordered, pre-ordered, I should say, Social Currency way back in 2020 is getting their copy sent out soon. I'm not going to say exactly what it is. Look forward to something exciting when you get your copy of Social Currency. That's all I'm going to say. So I'm excited. There's a lot of momentum going into this season, season four of the podcast. Lots of good things. So all that being said, let's get into the topic of today. Having a positive body image completely changed my career and how I attacked life. It changed everything. The the big things that that the big things that it did for me was that I no longer let other people's opinions direct my decisions. I started doing what I thought was best, what I wanted, and what was best for me, rather than always thinking about how someone else is going to perceive me doing this or what someone else is going to think about me because I do something or say something or present myself a certain way. I stopped caring about creating an image in the mind of other people. That's what it was. And the other thing it was, was I stopped waiting for others to validate me and my choices. And I just lived my life. It's kind of like, you know, when, when you have a positive body image, it's like when you have really good Wi-Fi. You don't think about it. I'm not sitting here thinking about my Wi-Fi unless there's something wrong, unless it's being slow, unless it keeps kicking me off, unless the password isn't working. And the reason I use that example is because that's happening to me right now. I keep getting kicked off my Wi-Fi and it's super annoying because all of a sudden I'm in the middle of something and then it won't save or a website won't pull up or I'm watching TV, I'm watching Hulu, I'm watching Netflix and then there's a connection error and it pauses and it makes me mad, okay? (laughs) That's what it's like to have body image issues. It's always causing problems in random unexpected ways. Is it not? So that's what it was like for me. I would go to work and I would catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror or in a window or in a pane of glass as I walked by a conference room. And instead of thinking about my next meeting, I would then be thinking about, oh, I don't think that this skirt actually looks good with this shirt. Maybe I should go and tuck it in or maybe I should leave it untucked. What should I do? These shoes, okay, yeah, the shoes still work, but everything else, you know, I don't know if I should go tuck in my shirt or leave it untucked. Instead of focusing on the meeting that I needed to be present and mindful and on my A-game for. So again, it's like once I fixed my body image, it was like my Wi-Fi connection was strong and nothing was going wrong. It was just I was able to do what I set out to do without these annoying distractions and roadblocks. That's why it helped my career. It helped my career because I was able to be mentally focused and mentally present. And this showed up in a lot of little ways. I stopped worrying so much about the outfits I wore or how I did my makeup that day or if I did my makeup or 
how people perceived me just wasn't a priority anymore. I really focused on doing good work and showing up as my fullest, most, most potent self. That's what I focused on. And, and when I said I stopped waiting for other people to validate me and just lived my life, the body relationship really set the tone for how I viewed all my other relationships, the relationship with my career, my relationship with my friends, my relationship with men, my relationship with my family. All of those things, I operated in the same way as I operated with the relationship with my body. So I really let external circumstances dictate how I felt from a day-to-day basis. And when you do that, you can be on an emotional roller coaster. Oh, I look good today. Great. I'm on a high. I feel like a 10 out of 10. Everything is great. But then the next day, something's off and nope, my pants aren't fitting right or my skin isn't looking right or whatever. And now I feel terrible. Now I feel like a mess. Now I feel like I better call in sick to work because I don't want to go in looking like this or whatever it is. So I stopped putting the social comfort of strangers over the physical comfort of my body and and prioritized what is easiest for me. For example, I'll I'll give you the, the big four, the big four things about my body that I was insecure and freaked out and obsessed about, how it felt at the beginning, and then what it's like now in those four areas. And here they are. It was boobs, body hair, skin, and the fear of getting fat. Those were my four. In the most unfiltered, that's just how it felt way, those were my four. I was afraid of getting fat. I thought that I had bad skin. And uh, I really didn't like all the body hair that I had. And I thought that I had to have big boobs in order to be feminine and sexy and attractive. So those were my four obsessions. Focusing in on the body hair one for a second, it takes a lot of time and money and maintenance to appear hairless when you got a lot of dark body hair like I do. And only only the women who get it will get it. But that's why I say body image issues are different for everyone. Not everyone is struggling with like, oh my gosh, my body hair. I just feel like I always have to be managing it and maintaining it. For some people, it's nothing. It's like, oh, that's not even something I think about. But maybe you think about something else, right? And that's why body confidence breakthrough sessions are great because we get to focus on the specific unique things that you have in your head. Like, what are your big four? So those are my big four. And with the body hair thing, It took up so much mental space. I would be in the shower thinking about what am I going to wear today to to determine whether or not I need to shave my legs or what I'm supposed to, if I need to shave my armpits, like what am I wearing? Is it going to be sleeveless? Is it going to be long sleeve? Like what do I need to do to prepare my body to be able to be seen by other people? And it took up a lot of mental space. It took time too. And it took money. You know how much money I've spent on waxing and razors and all the different things over the years of trying to remove and control and whatever for my body hair like it's it's exhausting right it's exhausting 
But what happened when I kind of got over myself a little bit and realized no one is looking at me as closely as I'm looking at myself and no one is thinking about me as much as I am thinking about myself. And if they are, um, hello, obsessed much? Like, <laughs> um, why are you so obsessed with me? If you're thinking about me that much, apparently you're a fan. If you're looking that closely at my legs, apparently you, you're obsessed with me. And whether you're obsessed with me because you don't like me or because you do like me, that sounds like a fan. You're a fan. So I had to make that realization of like, no one is thinking about me as much as I'm thinking about myself. And rather than worrying about what other people think of me, I think it's actually an ego problem that I need to realize no one is thinking about me that much. Everyone is out there thinking about themselves right? Everyone's so afraid, so concerned with how other people see them that they're not paying that close attention to you. That was a big shift that I made with my body hair issue, with my boob issue, and with my skin issue. No one's paying that close attention to you. So those were the big four things. I talked about the body hair thing. That's what it felt like. That was the mental that that just mental talk track that I would always have running in the back of my mind. The boob thing, I would always compare my body to how feminine or curvy or sexy someone else's body was. And I felt like if another woman had a quote better body than me, then I'm going to have to settle for some guy who's attracted to me versus attracted to this obviously better looking, more attractive body type. But what I realized with that was, well, Rebecca, if you're that concerned about attracting men with your body, that means that you're going to attract men who are only attracted to your body and, and nothing more. Like if, if you play that forward and you're like, well, I need to have this type of body so that the most attractive men, the best men are going to be attracted to me. It's like, well, you're fishing with the wrong type of bait. If the only bait that you're using is a perfect body, yeah, you could have that. But then what type of fish are you going to catch with that? Right? You got to diversify. You got to figure out what what type of of fish, what type of guy are you really trying to attract? And is having a quote in your mind perfect body going to attract that guy? No. No. So you're better off, this is what I told myself, you're better off focusing on being a good person, focusing on having a good heart, focusing on being smart and successful and kind and caring and having a healthy version of your body versus going out and getting a boob job so that you can check some box of a misogynistic beauty standard that doesn't make any sense. And that's going to change in a couple of years anyway. And mind you, I made all these shifts in my perspective and relationship with my body in a number of weeks. The shifts happened in a number of weeks. The, the adjustment period and the, the core beliefs took a little longer to really change. But all these shifts, all these breakthroughs happened in a couple of weeks because I sat down and was like, I'm going to fix this. Time to fix it. 
I realize this problem is not going away on its own. It is time to fix it. And so I did. But once you make those breakthroughs and those pivots and those shifts, you have to let let those seeds take root and grow and water them and take care of them, right? So, but I want you to, to reiterate, these shifts all happened quickly, okay? Now, now let's talk about my, my skin issues. So for a long time, I would just told myself, I have bad skin. I have bad skin. I have bad skin. I have bad skin. And you can imagine what type of relationship that created for me and my skin, always constantly telling myself, I have bad skin. Oh, I just have bad skin. Because in high school, I really suffered from acne really bad in high school. Like there were times that I would stay home from school because I just didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to exist that day. I was just so done. I was so over it. And it started in like sixth grade that I started getting little pimples and little breakouts. And it really got bad in high school and in college until, until I discovered that I had a dairy intolerance. And it actually wasn't that I had bad skin. It was that I was feeding myself stuff that my body was rejecting. But I was looking at the problem from a superficial angle. My misunderstanding of the problem perpetuated the problem, wasted thousands of dollars, and made me miserable because I never got the results that were promised. I thought I was doing everything right. And then I realized that it was something so freaking simple. Just stop eating cheese, man. Like that was the big thing. It was like just if you stop eating cheese and drinking dairy milk, cow milk, your skin is going to be completely different. You had, I had to change what I was putting into my body to solve this acne issue. And I thought that that was such a such a perfect illustration for what a lot of women do when they go to fix their body image issues. They're like, I hate my body. I hate my body. I hate the way it looks. I hate the way it looks. I need to change the way it looks. And they take this superficial approach and they say, okay, well, I'm going to go get a boob job. I'm going to go get a nose job. I'm going to go get this new makeup or get these new clothes or I'm going to work out and I'm going to deny myself of all the food that I love in order to change my body so that I feel better and stop hating it. And you can do that and do that and do that and do that. And then where does it get you? You're still obsessing over your body because now maybe you did get the body you want, but you never want it to change or you found something else to obsess over. And it was the same thing with my skin. It was like everyone was telling me all these dermatologists, right? Maybe you're going to like a nutritionist and they're telling you all these things. They're giving you the plans. They're giving you the treatments. You're paying for it, right? And you do it perfectly and you don't get the results. Like when I tell you that I followed these regimens, these skincare regimens perfectly, Perfectly, because I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad that I followed them perfectly and not, it didn't help. It didn't work. And I thought that I was just doomed to always have bad skin. I was like, I'm just always going to have breakouts and that's just the way it is. It's never going to go away. 
Even the professionals are telling me that I'm doing everything right, but it's not working. What the F, man? And then there was one woman I will never forget. She was, she, English was not her first language. I don't know what ethnicity she was, but she was talking to me and my mom because my mom, bless her, she took me to all these skincare professional treatment centers. I had laser, like laser stuff. I did microderm. I did peels. I did all these things. It was painful. It cost a lot of money. None of it worked. It was so frustrating for me and my mom because she saw me in this pain, physical and emotional. And she was just like, I don't know what to do. So anyway, she's sitting down with us and this woman goes, maybe it's she goes something like maybe it's it's your it's your foot it's your foot and my mom goes what it's her foot <laughs> she it's her foot and this woman just goes no your food what what you eat your food she said oh her food and we just looked at each other and i was like what like like how 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 would my food have anything to do with my skin and she explained to us that it could be an a, an intolerance of dairy or maybe she said gluten. She said gluten or dairy. And so what I had to do was experiment and see what happens if I removed those things from my diet. And and I cried when I found out that I couldn't have those things. I was like, what in the world, man? Like this, this just sucks. But we started with the dairy. And after a couple weeks, my skin completely changed it was insane how different my skin felt just from the inside out I felt so much healthier and so what I why I'm saying this is it's not that I had bad skin it's that I was doing something that actually made it so that my skin was the reaction to this thing that my body didn't like so I was blaming my skin. I was wishing that I could just scrape off my skin and get new skin. I, I absolutely hated my skin. I fantasized about some invention that could literally like suck all the, the stuff out of my skin and scrape it off and have this like new, beautiful glass skin. I wanted it so bad. But it was my misunderstanding of the problem that perpetuated the problem. It was never going to get better doing topical treatments. And I did topical treatments for probably 10 years, feeling defeated, wasting money, but still buying the newest thing, trying to fix it. And what I had to come to the realization about, because when I cut out dairy from my diet, it helped a lot, but I still, you know, I'm still a person, right? I still get breakouts for normal, random reasons. And I have scarring from that that decade of of acne that I suffered from and I just had to come to terms with the fact that skin is not perfect and so while yes I found the underlying cause and now it's way way better I need to come to terms with the fact that my skin is never going to be exactly how I want it to be because that's not what skin real skin does 
So rather than trying to run out and find every product, because I knew I was like, oh, now this is just going to turn into like a wrinkle thing. Like I, I can tell that I have this obsession about my skin and my face. And if I don't address this, it's just going to manifest in, oh, I don't want to look old. I don't want to get wrinkles. So I got to fix this mindset issue. And I had to come to terms with just the fact that my skin is not ever going to be perfect. Skin is not meant to be perfect. No one's skin is perfect. And so much of what we see about skin is edited and fake. So that's just what it is. <laughs> I had to come to terms with that. So that's how all of those things felt while I was in the negative body image obsession, like constantly every day I would wake up and think, what do I need to do to make this body like presentable today? I need to shave my legs. I need to put on a ton of makeup to make my face look halfway decent. I have to put on this push-up bra, this padded push-up bra to make it look like I have boobs. And I better make some salad for lunch because I don't want to get fat because I don't want it to just get worse. I don't want this this body to just get worse, right? I've got one thing going for me. I'm thin. May as well keep that on the rails before everything goes off the track. Just keeping it real. That's how it felt every single day when I woke up in my early 20s. That's how it felt. And it was exhausting. I couldn't focus at work. I couldn't be secure in a relationship. I, I put way too much stock in what people thought of me and how attractive I was and all of that. Fast forward to now I have positive body image, right? I went through the eight steps that I outlined in my program and in my book, The Body Image Solution, Eight Steps. I really dug into my core memories around my body and deconstructed beauty standards and all of that, okay? Fast forward to today. How do I feel about my big four things? Well, let's start with boobs. When I see my small boobs, first of all, I don't feel like the word small is a negative qualifier. I don't see it as a bad thing. I don't see it as something that makes me inferior. I don't see it as something that makes me less feminine anymore. I unpacked like the word small for me. I just see it as what my boobs are. And boobs aren't the end all be all of a woman's body. I was able to come to that realization and live in that space that it's just like, this is, these are what my boobs are. And I'm going to find the positive qualities of that. I don't have any back pain. I don't need to wear a bra. So I stopped wearing a bra. That was a big, big thing for me. I used to wear a push-up padded bra every single day, all day. Anytime you saw me, push-up padded bra to make my boobs look as big as possible. I don't even wear a bra anymore. That's how literally free I am from one of those big four body insecurities that I had. Done. Free. I found other ways to feel feminine with small boobs. I found this great bra brand called Pepper that spe specifically creates bras for women with small boobs. And it's amazing. I felt seen. I felt like, wow, they actually created a product for me because the way that bras fit made me feel like my body wasn't right. 
it was like my these bras don't even fit correctly like it's, it's like there's something fundamentally weird about my body and that's why none of these bras fit me but then this company came along and was like we make bras for small chested women and I'm like that's me <laughs> please please get me into one so that's how it is now when I see myself I just don't really think about my boobs and I wear certain outfits that accentuate other parts of my body or, you know, that are really like deep cut V-neck because it's not super cleavage central uh, when I wear something like that. So that's how it feels now. And I think that's the goal. You know, the goal isn't to sit here and be like, I love my small boobs. I think that my small boobs are the best and I never want anything else. Like, yeah, okay, that's, that's fine too. But you don't have to feel that way in order for you to be free from it. I'm free from it. I feel great. So that's that was the first thing. The second, my body hair. So I'm going to be honest with you. When my body hair grows, I still don't like it. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way it feels. I wish that it wasn't there. I shave it off. I'm trying that, that nude laser hair removal thing it's like this at home laser hair removal thing it's not really working to be honest I think that my body hair is like literally indestructible it's indestructible um if that was a superpower I would be in the Avengers for body hair girl like it's <laughs> it is everywhere um but I don't hate my body for it anymore so yeah, I'm never going to be okay with freely letting my body hair grow and just being this like all natural, hairy woman. I don't want to be that. And that's fine because I no longer hate my body for it. It's just kind of one of those things. It's like, yep, I choose when I have the time, energy, money, space to shave my legs, to go get waxed, to try this nude laser hair removal thing. I hope it works. But I don't get embarrassed anymore if someone sees my body hair. What I did was work through the shame, worked through the embarrassment, and really embraced the fact that it's just like, you know what? This is how my body is. And if someone is going to think a kind of way about me because of my body, like they're a fan. If you're looking that close to at me, if you're really studying my body that much, you're obsessed with me and you're a fan of mine. So... I think that is a really good example to, to bear in mind that you don't have to love the things that you're insecure about in order to free yourself from the insecurity. That's not always the, the end result, but you can still have freedom in that when you work through the shame, when you work through the things that embarrass you and really challenge some of those things and be like, well, in some cultures, they don't even shave their hair off at all. And certain people find it really sexy and attractive to have a lot of body hair. I don't know. Like, you have to do those, you have to poke holes in some of these insecurities. And that's what we do in the breakthrough sessions. We poke holes. And let me tell you, once you poke these holes, you can find freedom without turning your insecurity into like this thing that you love about yourself like you don't you don't have to do that and I didn't do that with this one of my big four things so moving into the third one 
of my big four, you know, the skin. So I now see my skin as a reminder that we don't always understand what is going on in our bodies. Even the professionals don't always get it right. Sometimes it takes a completely different perspective on an old problem to fix everything. So when I look at my skin, I'm really looking, how do I take care of my skin from the inside out for everything? That's why I'm so big on water. That's why I'm really big on sleep. That's why I'm really big on reducing stress in my life because those three things are gonna keep me looking young way more effectively than just using retinol. I'll use the retinol, yeah. I'll use the salicylic acid face wash to make sure that my face is clean, but I'm gonna focus more so on the water, avoiding meat and dairy, getting a good night's sleep, and reducing my stress levels because that's what my skin really needs. Skin is all about water and hydration. So that's what I see now. It's not like I love my acne scars, no. I keep trying to do treatments to get rid of those. Like I, I, I don't like them, but I'm not sitting here hating them. I'm not sitting here not allowing myself to leave the house without a bunch of makeup to cover everything up and look perfect. It's not about looking perfect. It's about being myself, showing grace to myself, and just embracing the fact that skin isn't perfect and it's never going to be. And then finally... My other big four thing, my last big four thing, the fear of getting fat. Oh, this one is like such a cultural thing because a lot of times people will, people will even hear that I help women with their body relationship and kind of scoff at me and be like, what could you know about that? Like, look at you, look how thin you are. And that reinforces this fat phobic culture that we have that's like if you aren't overweight you couldn't possibly have any problems at all in your life at all that are as bad as someone who is fat so that's a whole can of worms itself but this fear this fear of getting fat I realized was was a fear of being rejected and being alone. I have a fear that if I get married, my husband is all of a sudden going to leave me. I don't know why, but that's the fear that it's like, well, if I'm not perfect, if I'm not attractive, he might decide to leave me and then what do I do? And so that's where I had to unpack like, okay, what what things do you offer as a as a person beyond your body because those are the things that your partner is going to appreciate most about you and as long as you are always that you don't have to worry about how your body is going to change because your body will change whether you gain weight lose weight get super wrinkly and old like that all that stuff is going to happen but it's about your heart and who you are and making sure that your partner values you for those things and isn't just some superficial jerk who sees you and objectifies you as just a body that he's attracted to. So that was, that was it for me. 
that's how I worked through that. And now when I think about if I put on weight, cause my weight fluctuates, you know, like I'm a human with a, I'm not very strict with myself with like exercise all the time. And I, I'm not very strict with my diet besides limiting meat and dairy. So yes, my weight fluctuates, not very much, but I can tell when it does go up or when it goes down. And now what that feels like is just grace and patience because I know gaining weight is not the worst thing that could happen to me. I will not change as a person if I gain weight. I will not become a worse person. I really won't. And patience, because it's like, if my body weight goes up right now, I know that that's probably an indication that something's a little off in how I'm taking care of myself. And I can always change that. And if I change it, my body will react and it will go back to my body weight equilibrium that I'm supposed to be at. And throughout the phases of my life, maybe that equilibrium goes a little higher. Who knows? Maybe it'll go a little lower. Who knows? But again, at the end of the day, I don't identify as my body. So as my body weight fluctuates, my self-worth, the way I see myself, how I value myself doesn't change. I'm not afraid of getting fat anymore. It's not a fear. And when you're no longer afraid of something, it helps you approach that with compassion, with understanding, with patience. It's a very different feeling when you're not afraid of something anymore. And honestly, (laughs) putting on weight should not be something that anyone is afraid of right? We've come a long way in our evolution as human beings. If that is the thing we fear, we're pretty safe, right? We're safe from tigers and bears and lions. We're safe from being killed by something if that's our number one fear. And if I'm being honest with myself, when that was my number one fear, it's because I was self-absorbed. I had an ego problem. I thought Everyone was thinking about me way more than they actually were. And I had to humble myself and I had to just realize, you know what? The way you are is perfectly fine. You don't need to be afraid of all these things. You don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid. (laughs) That is what it feels like to have a positive body image. That's my journey. It's, It's a journey from being fearful of someone rejecting me. Someone not seeing my worth, someone not thinking well of me to this is who I am and there is nothing wrong with, with the way that I was created and the body that I have. There's nothing wrong. I just need to figure out the best way to take care of myself and, and find the right people who are going to be attracted to who I am beyond what I look like. So that's my story. That's really what it is. Those were the four, my big four body image issues, what it felt like at the beginning, how it felt in the middle, the pivots that I had to make in order to change them and how it feels today. And like I said at the beginning, you know, it's like the Wi-Fi thing. When you don't struggle with body image, it's like something that you no longer have to stress about and your life can just be normal. You can just do things. You can just go places. You can just eat. You can just get dressed. It's not this 
whole thing every time you try to do something. But when you struggle, it's like everything is this big effort. Everything is a everything is stressful. Everything you got to overthink it and analyze it and calculate and I am telling you, building a positive body image is the best thing you can do for your career, for your relationships, for your family, for your peace of mind, for your happiness, all of it. It is the best thing that you can do. That's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to this. I'm excited about season four of this podcast. And hey, if you haven't left a five-star rating and review on iTunes for this show, please go ahead and do that. Scroll down when you're listening on iTunes, when you go to the homepage of the podcast, hit five stars and just write a quick summary of why you tuned in, what you got from the episodes and why someone else should give it a try. Give it a chance. There are so many podcasts out there and I know that you guys think this one is the best. So tell someone else, tell someone you love, sharing is caring. And with that, I will see you next week in another episode. Bye.